no chance. What's up, everybody? Episode 76 of the No Chance Radio Show. As always, your hosts, Ryan and Nate. It's the show where we discuss the world of streetwear and anything and everything that surrounds it. Now, today's show is a very special, very rare show, which we're going to get into in a, in a second. But first and foremost, we got to plug some shit. Now, <laughs> if things go in according to plan and we post this on a Saturday morning... That means you must have had a lot of fun at our last event, the payout, which was the day before. I'm probably hungover, and I'm just speaking because we're recording this on a fucking Wednesday, but I'm probably hungover. I probably blacked out. Yeah, I'm for sure going to be hungover. Probably did some really fucked up things, but we're glad that you guys came, and we got future events coming down the pipeline, so please stay tuned. But, man, this is is a crazy one today. This This is a... a very, very rare show for you guys that are listening today. Now, now that we've established a little bit of the uh, the logistics, right? Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Continue to follow us, blah, blah, blah. Let's get into it. Now, I'd like to introduce a special guest for today's episode, man. He's a multi-pronged creative, renowned DJ putting on for the Bay Area, Repping the DJ group and other party fam. And on top of that, hold on, hold on. On top of that, he's opened up and toured the country with some of the biggest names in hip hop. And even has reignited house music back into San Francisco with a monthly party, Cyber Rodeo. You're he's here today to speak on the release of what number collection is this? Uh it's the second collection. The second collection of Beaumont. 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 Please welcome our good friend. Francis, a.k.a. DJ Kawasaki. Yes, sir. Say what's up to the podcast, man. And we also got co-creator. I'm I'm in there. Co-creator of Cyber Rodeo. Jordan, say what's up to the people. What up? This is Jordan. (laughs) Baby (laughs) J. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. I can't hear how it sounds in the headphones, but I'm sure it sounds great. Um, You guys sound amazing. Actually, before you guys start, you guys both have great podcast voice. Thank you. Thank you. I've always been told that I have a good radio voice, but from the day that I've ever (laughs) talked... They've always. I've, I've never loved my voice ever. I never loved really? the way it sounds. Me too. Me either. Like yeah. whenever I hear my normal. A voicemail of me, I'm like, I sound fucking weird. But I think <laughs> that's just a personal thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You guys yeah. sound good. I'm getting the like ASMR experience over here. Really? <laughs> <laughs> sounds nice. Appreciate that. I appreciate that. Now, let's get into uh, how we introduce a lot of our our first guests. It it starts with you know, the foundation. Right. Um, You have a a huge history and doing a lot of really cool shit. And I want the listeners, maybe it's their first time being introduced to you. First time ever hearing your name. Maybe they've listened to a a shit ton of your mixes. I mean, I know I've listened to Polyester, Suede, Lord, all that shit. And I know a lot of listeners have. Give them a quick rundown of, you know, your like how you came up, your history, who you are. Kind of start from like the bare bones minimum of like who is Francis, who is Kawasaki. Kawasaki. Hmm. So it all first started um, me and Oxcord, who also does APF. Uh, we would get booked at like these top forty club clubs in San Francisco, and they're like the reason why I got into DJing was because I loved house music. So I would play house music at these top forty clubs, and like the owner would be like, "Hey, yo, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing?" Like. <laughs> These these people like don't want to hear that, back. right? <laughs> so um, me me and Oxford were like, damn, we should just throw our own parties, you know? And we we were gonna troll like first Friday, so we're gonna be like, oh, another first Friday party, <laughs> and then that's what we called the party. So we're like, oh, fucking, what's the name? Uh, another party, fam. So it literally with that APF was just like off the like just. Random, you know. So off the strength of throwing another party. Off, yeah, for, for, for throwing another party. But um, so that's how we started throwing parties. Uh, we started doing first Friday, and um, every year we just started growing and growing, building a brand. Um, and then other than that, uh, I also design. I do like visuals, um, make mixes, but um. Main, mainly, I like like to design. That's what I try. I like how to you're do. being very humble here, huh? Because yeah. you do a lot more than that. You do a lot more than that. Yeah. If anybody yeah. has ever been to a first Friday, and I'm not talking about any other first Friday party. Another first another Friday. party <laughs> fam first Friday party. You have to understand that these are the pinnacle first Friday parties. Probably the pinnacle party of the month. 
Uh-huh. When I was growing up, and I know th- that's where me and Nate had some of our favorite moments in terms of partying. At it's, least the ones that we can remember. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's at these events. And I mean, let's, let's talk about this for a second. I mean, you were you born and raised in the Bay Area? Uh, yeah, born and raised in Vallejo. Okay. Uh, shit, went to high school, went to middle, uh, elementary, high school, middle school and high school in Vallejo. And then I went to college, Sac State, <laughs> where I got my degree in human resources. Amazing. Which I've used none of that. It was more so for my parents to like... Get off your back. Get off my fucking yeah, back, yeah, dude, yeah, yeah. you know? Um, I got my degree in human resources. Uh, I got, after college, I did some job, like fucking weird, like mar- uh, real estate marketing. Um, and then just like another, like a couple other jobs where like I really didn't care. I just like needed money so I could fund my passion of yeah. like designing. Yeah. Wait, let's, let's talk about that for a sec. So like you said that you went to school and you graduated and yeah. you took on like all these like random jobs. Like, yeah. Was there, ever a, was there ever a moment where you're like, man, fuck this creative shit. Like, I'm just gonna... Bro, all the like, fucking time, dude. Yeah. Like, because every time I go home to, you know, like when you go to your parents' house, you like yeah. go home and do your laundry and yeah. like fucking eat food. Yeah. Uh, and my mom's like, why don't you just like stop doing the DJ thing and just like focus on one regular job? Yeah. Which I would, but I just love like doing my own. I love doing my own shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? such a typical tale for like creatives in general to go about a passion with like kind of like treading water you know what I mean it's yeah. like man I don't know if I want to go all in yet you know a lot yeah. of people are, are very hesitant because it's like how am I supposed to make money off my passion yeah it's really it's really hard to do that especially sure. when you already have what we like to call the the velvet handcuffs of a full-time job with health benefits that pays you on a bi-weekly basis I I know I'm gonna get paid I know where my check's coming from yeah. I know if I have to go to the dentist that shit's covered yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? yeah for sure but let, let's go all the way back because this is a streetwear podcast we want to know about your the foundation your influences. oh shit let's all go right, all the way back tell us your first sort of introduction to anything closely related to street, whether that's the the, the sneaker oh, game or yeah. or anything of that sort. Where does it all start? I guess the earliest, earliest uh, thing about like fashion or like streetwear would be going to the mall with my mom and my sister because my dad would always work on Saturdays and uh, my mom and my sister are like fucking shopaholics. So I would like, let's say I was like fucking seven or whatever. They'd take me to Concord Mall and we'd fucking, I'd stay there. I'd stay there while they shopped. And then that, that kind of like opened my eye to clothes and fucking also skating. So that, that was, that's like the next transition. So I started like skating, like, I don't know, eight, nine or whatever. And, um, just like going to like skate stores and like getting the clothes. I feel like skate culture really influences like fashion. Um, and like, I don't know. I, I was just always like really into clothes and um just looking fresh like yeah, i think honest, we break like, it down to like what is it we would say like skateboarding punk rock and maybe like hip-hop, hip-hop culture yeah really define what street culture or what streetwear is yeah so okay you're in the mall right like you, you, you are you just like stumbling ac- across like these stores that just interest like what makes you want to go into maybe like a zoo i mean what is it Zoomy, it's still yeah, Zoomy, yeah, Zoomy, yeah, Zoomy. yeah so like my sister and my mom would be like all day like fucking seven eight hours like in forever 21 or whatever so i'm just like fuck this is like hella boring so i like go to zoom like exactly i'd go to zoomies and like shit like get like the two for 25 shirts because i was like a little kid like <laughs> yeah, I just, I just, yeah. it's like when you're a little, when you're you're like young like the prices matter and like if you get more clothes for cheaper like that's what i got so like at that time i was little and i'd get like sh- all these shirts on sale because my mom wouldn't like like get me regular price clothes you know <laughs> yeah but um yeah just the whole f- fucking skate culture like you know like i skated and everything but i wasn't like really too good or whatever but just like being with your friends and like skating and like fucking i don't know just having a little click around like the f- where you live at is just this is how I was growing up. I feel like that's everybody's story. Like everybody grew up with friends who skated or like skated, but they were never really good. But it was yeah. more so like yeah, it was more so about just like you know being with like the homies and yeah, like, with the homies. Yeah. yeah, I feel like skating really taught like young men to like or young men and women, yeah. but to like find find someone that likes something that you like 
and you guys could do that together. You There's know? so many you creative things within skateboarding in general, right? For like, sure. They always say like, oh, if I'm not going to be a professional skateboarder and I want to be around it, I'm going to film. I'm going to f- be a photographer. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to find some other creative outlet to get myself into it. So did you have those types of people who were also doing like really like creative things outside of it? When I was younger, no. Like we were all just, we were all skating. just skating. We all just sucked at skating and just like <laughs> we not I think like the the coolest thing would be like we we like my earliest skateboarding memory, we'd all get our skateboards and on Fridays we'd like skate to the plaza and just skate the plaza and like not talk, like look at girls and never talk to girls. Like we we're just like the weird skater dudes. Oh, uh, it's you like, uh, yeah, I could imagine it's like that movie Kids. Just yeah, like yeah, that was such chilling, a good movie. You know? Yeah, shout out to Jonah Hill. He killed that movie. It yeah. was so relatable. Even if you never skated, like you could relate. Mid nineties too. Yeah, so definitely, good. definitely. But, so okay, good. so so let's talk about that transition then, right? You're just you're a kid skating. What intrigues you to want to learn more about, you know, that culture? Are you watching skate videos? Are you looking at pros and seeing what they're wearing? Like oh, for what, sure. What Shout out to Eric Costin. I thought Eric he was Filipino. Yes. And then he was like my, my fucking hero for the longest. he's Indonesian. Yeah, he's Indonesian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but still, shout, shout, shout out to Eric Costin. We're all the same um, color. Yeah. Fuck, like... Just like seeing him on Tony Hawk Pro Skater One, like I'm like, dude, that's an Asian dude. Like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like of a like <laughs> like, you like know yo, that's saying? sick. That could be me. Yeah, you know that could be yeah. me. Totally. You know what I'm saying? But like I was never good at skateboarding, like never hella good at skateboarding. Like I just I guess as I grew older and I knew I wasn't I didn't have a career in skateboarding, I was just like, I'm gonna just enjoy this from afar. Did you, you ha- do you have any siblings? I have one sister. Uh, and that's it. Just one sister. And then I have a nephew and then she literally just had twins. Awesome. Yeah. Which is crazy. Like crazy. It's yeah. So, I mean, I mean, your circle of friends, would you consider them to be like the people who influenced you in like your premature style of like how you dress, like what you're into? Is that like a big influence in like who you are now? Like from those early years bro i used to be like a fat chubby <laughs> short dark punk rocker That's and like sick. i had like bro it's crazy because like in middle school i was a short fat punk rocker man i wish i had pictures but um in high school like i started like getting my growth spread i got tall i got skinnier because i was playing baseball like just because i wanted to play a sport for high school before i graduated but um it's funny because when i graduate like for the the senior yearbook i got like most improved. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I think that's a, that, I don't think that's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> but it, yeah, but it's cool. And it's funny because like freshman year, I was just like this like weird skater dude. And then like sophomore year, I started like branching out to like not listen to so much punk rock because like all my, well, Vallejo was like a super like ghetto ass area. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So we started listening to like, hip hop. So like I got Mid-2000s, taller, I got skinner, yeah. started wearing Jabos. <laughs> And then, like, college came out, and like when I went to college, like, even people were like, dude, you, like, you dress, like, very well. And I was like, yeah, like, fuck, fuck going to class. Like, I like to fucking shop. <laughs> like, I like to fly. shop. You know what those type of people were called where they just, like, look really fly, but never in class? They're called kickets. Kickets, yeah. <laughs> they just kick it. They just yeah. kick it all day. <laughs> but I think, like, I mean, everybody has that inflection point as, like, a young person where, you know, they're consistently doing one thing for a long time. I mean, for myself, it was, like, Yu-Gi-Oh cards. I was like a completely like game nerd. I would yeah. just play games, play cards, whatever. But then when my brother started skating, I got into skating too. It was like, hey, like these are pro models of this person. Yeah. Next thing that no, next thing you know, it turns into these are Nike SB pro models. Oh and yeah, that's where it starts. You know, S- what I mean? yeah, S- where yeah, did it start for you? Like, for like, like streetwear streetwear fashion? oh yeah sneakers yeah uh, I would say yeah skating and like buying all the uh, like blazers and buying fucking uh, I don't know if you guys know about uh, Mainland oh Concord. <laughs> come on like bro like that's er, the like, premier zoomies that was the premier <laughs> like bro like you'd buy SBs for like $80 nine, I don't know whatever it's under 100 bucks yeah. you'd get S, like sick SBs and then everyone caught on like the punk rock movement came on yep. people wearing skinny jeans and like Converse, which was I, was, I was being made fun of, like in middle school, like that was like torture. Like people were like, oh, like you're like a fucking skater, dude, you yeah. know, like you're wearing chucks and you're wearing skinny skull t-shirts. Which and is kind of punk- like how it is now. And right? then yeah. the punk rock movement, like the hip hop punk rock movement came and like everyone's wearing skinny jeans. Everyone's, vans. everyone's wearing vans. Everyone's wearing chucks, you know. But uh, yeah, I guess that would be the earliest like memory of mine, you know. So from that point, then like you're starting to pick up 
what is currently like known as like streetwear. I mean, what at what time? What year was this? Do you know? Mid two thousands, yeah, mid two thousands for sure. Okay, so like streetwear is like on its way to being at like the peak, the pinnacle, the pinnacle of what it is today. I'm at that time. Were you discovering brands? Were you Uh, being put on to stuff? uh, Like whatever was like really popping. Like Diamond was really popping. I fucking love Diamond. Um, um. Like I think oh, LRG was like the LRG oh, was LRG. sick, bro. The, the Every time, like, bro, of that moment, like yeah. I would go with my mom to Macy's and get a fucking LRG track jacket. I hella, <laughs> I hella wanted the skull head, the skull oh, one. Oh yep, that's that the one, one was sick. The full zip, the full zip, yeah. And I was like insanely like obsessed with full zip, so I even got the the crew Terry Kennedy yes. full zip. Oh, that one was <laughs> that was awesome. fucking sick. I used to spray paint that logo on the back of my backpacks. So I <laughs> love that logo, like the K. My homies were like, like my skate. Homies would have the Osiris backpack. It oh, took like speakers. Six, oh, it took like sixteen. Yeah, yeah. It took like seventeen yeah. yeah. batteries yes. to play that shit for like three hours. Yeah. We were fucking sick. Yes, I had that bag, and I used to I used to bring it to school, and then I would listen to music on it on the way bus on the way home. Bro, because the bus music was trash. Oh so yeah, the bus and back then, like back then, off. yeah, back then you didn't have AirPods, you didn't have yeah. fucking headphones, and people hated you if you're playing hella yeah. loud music. But I was like, I'm into this shit. Yeah. This is tight. And then what what else was sick? Like um, fucking. I had those circus shoes with the the stash pocket. The, oh the yeah, with the, the, uh, the pocket zipper. Yep. Yes, and then like the uh, fucking Costin ones. Those were sick. Uh, is it ES or S? S. S. Yes. Yeah. That's confirmed. I think they are still <laughs> That's around. That's confirmed by, by yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, for sure. Around. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it all starts with like that the high school phase. Like I know for myself. I mean, Nate, you could probably say the same. It's like. When you're in high school, it's it's all about standing out, right? You, For we sure. want the girls. Yeah, like, we want the girls. What do we do to get the girls? It's we probably got to dress, dress well. We yeah, got to probably have well. some money. We're underage to work. Yeah, so. and, and no one and no one that age really knew how to like work girls. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, like, so the like, next like, thing was to be look cool and like not know anything to it's talk peacocking. about. Yeah, yeah. Peacocking. peacocking. Exactly. Yeah. It's peacocking. So at the time, I mean, like in when I was in, I think it was like maybe. I was a freshman or sophomore in high school. People had on the, I mean, the smoke shop vape jackets. And oh the, my and the god! And it was like Stussy and Stussy, LRG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that was and, and SBs, and that's all it was. And a lot of fake shit, to be honest. A lot yeah, of fake a lot shit. of fake shit. SpongeBob Dub Zeros were SpongeBob Dub Zeros were circulating we're around the, uh, my school. But it starts there. It starts with the how do I separate myself from the pack, right? Yeah. So for yourself, what do you think your personal style was back then that made you like, because everyone tried to be different. So what was it for yourself that like, made you like, oh, I'm going to wear this because I think this is different. Yeah. Describe know? like a fit that you're like, yeah, oh, this what was is your it. like, is, your go to fit, fit. Yeah. your go to accessory, whatever. Uh, Let's see. Like like streetwear like accessories. Streetwear or punk rock. Or just anything. I know like, they had yeah. the uh the fucking bracelets with oh, the yeah. studs on <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Stud bracelets, stud fucking belts. Um let's see. What else? There was a lot there? of purple, like purple Dude, and like, pink yeah. and like checkerboard. Yeah. Like there's yeah. a lot of purple, that. Purple and mint green was popping. And then fucking <clears throat> teal went out and yeah. that was teal. Like, that everyone. It's like, like no one knew what the fuck teal was before. Like no yeah. one was like, not a color. <laughs> color. Like, it's it was Tiffany. This is Tiffany. And that all comes from like the fucking Nike SB. It's like, oh, that's a color. Like I couldn't register that prior to this. Um, okay, all right. Let, let, let's move past that segment of our lives because we all we all regret how we looked back then. Yeah, it was so sick at the time, and it now was. you're like, why the oh, fuck shit. did exactly. I wear that? If you, but look, that's crazy because if you think about it, like five years from now, you'd be like, why the fuck was I wearing fucking? Before we leave that pants. segment, yeah, though, let's not forget about gold foil on everything. Oh man, that was terrible. Gold foil, like we're talking like, like, like yeah. heat press. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. you could watch that bitch. It was yeah. shiny fucking fake gold rope chains like whatever it took oh yeah to oh like- those chains were sick too the fucking dookie it'd be like yes. a, do- a dookie chain for like 40 bucks yeah. like oh the ones you caught from like the kiosk in the middle of the mall yeah i remember watching the punk rock video of just like bro i watched that fucking religiously bro oh my god shout out to jay ant yes shout out to jay ant he actually used to 
uh, work at a daycare spot where he uh, watched over myself and my little brother. Oh, what? Very oh, early shit. on. Yep. Shout like, out yeah, to the spot. Rock. Shout out to <laughs> Jay. <laughs> but let's move on from that. And let's get into kind of where is the style now, right? We're transitioning out of high school. And we're starting to understand who we are. Yeah. We're going through that inflection phase of like, man, like, what the fuck am I wearing 2X, 3X tall tall tees for? Oh, you know what I mean? Tees. Like, It doesn't aesthetically work for my yeah. body, you know? Yeah. How do you get into the world that you're in now? How do you get into, you know, your interest of fashion, your interest of starting a brand? How does... Things like Beaumont come to your head. Like where do where do those things start? Um, dude, trial and error. Yeah. <laughs> like I had a, a shit ton of brands before this. Name name. Well, you got names from? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's crazy. You know Midnight? Yes. Yeah, okay, so that was my old roommate. But uh me, Shane? Shane, yeah. That's awesome. So so, I, so like me That's crazy. What? Yeah, so I have helped like bro, like when he first dropped Midnight, like he like he gave me like all like I have like like the, the devil hat, yeah. I have like the tote. I got like the fucking sweater sh- sweater shirt. Yep. The, like before he was young because he's young. It's crazy because like we had so me and my homie Corey, which uh, he worked at Diamond. So like literally right after young I gra- Corey, shout out young, young Corey. Corey. Yeah. So literally right after I graduated from Sac State, I literally got all my shit in my apartment in Sac State and drove straight to fucking L.A. And I stayed at I stayed on this couch. I was interning for Diamond. Shit. I wasn't getting paid shit. And I literally would just get flowed like you know at like if you enter and you get flowed every day. Yeah, so yeah. I'd get shit. I'd flow shit. I'd get hella flow shit, and then go on eBay and sell that no shit. No way. Oh, shit. Yeah. So yeah, like literally. And then my mom's like, like what? Like what do you guys like? What yeah. the fuck are you doing out there? Yeah. Like you know, I don't job. So like I was out there. I was interning, and I was like, fuck, my fucking funds are done. Like yeah. I need to get a job. So that's when I got that like real estate job, and was just. Were you doing working. creative uh, shit on the side at the same time? Uh, yeah, I was okay. So, so the me and Corey's brand was called. Um, was it above average? Called? Above average, yeah. <laughs> yes. So yeah, so we were doing that and like, like, um, I don't know. I just feel like I didn't have like too much voice in above average, and like we just kind of like split. But like we, we uh, before we split, like we did a collab with Shane because he All was that. he was yeah. stay he was stay dirty. Yeah, and he, I hate, and he hates that name. I remember it's that. It's so funny because like that was like his skate. But but now he has like nowhere now. That's like his new skate brand. Yep. So yeah, that's yep. sick. Yeah. But um, yeah, that that like I knew Shane and like he was hella young and he he like we, we were roommate. He was like, oh, I need a I need a spot to live in. I'm like in L. A. I'm like fuck it, let's fucking live. Right, right, like right off of Melrose, you yeah. know, like you're speaking about a good point here in in the I want to stop at the above average piece uh-huh. there in you have a partner, right? And you're starting a brand. What are some of the difficulties for oh, anybody that's man. listening that may have may Start have, may a have a co-founder, may may be thinking like, oh, maybe I don't have enough. Um, you know, know how in myself to to start something. What are the disadvantages and advantages of having a, a co-founder within like a company like that? Uh, for the for the disadvantages, I guess like agreeing on something. Yeah, you know, like sure. you could be like, oh, this design's sick, but he's be like, ah, oh, well, we don't have that much, but like, we're starting, so we don't have a lot of money to put in it, and he feels like his design needs to be needs to like be green lighted. But like, I guess it's just like. Having to agree on things, uh, it's like a marriage, damn near. Like, yeah. <laughs> like you need to like yeah, definitely. You need to know, um, like what they like and what they don't like, and like I don't know. It's just starting your brand is like really hard to do by yourself, but I feel like with someone else, it may be easier in the front end, but it's like kind of harder as well. Yeah. So having <laughs> another person, you can kind of like delegate tasks and like you can del- yeah. alleviate shit off of your plate, but also like. It's not fully yours. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, which, you, which makes sense. Okay, so then is having a brand, and we can get into you know why you wanted to start Beaumont in a second, but uh-huh. is it something that you have to have sole proprietorship of? You know, um, I mean? not necessarily. In terms of, like, uh, well, actually, now now thinking of it, like, uh, yeah, I would just want to do my shit my way. Like, yeah. I want to be my own boss. That makes sense. You know, and I, if I need help work, I'd rather just like pay somebody or something. You know, or like or get help from the homie. You know, yeah. but like. Like a brand is kind of hard, especially busting it down. Like imagine you make a hundred dollars, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You don't make a hundred dollars, you make fifty dollars. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like just having to bust that down too and all the work you have to do. I don't know. I feel not saying everyone like, oh, if you want a brand, like don't start it with like an like your homie or don't start it with, yeah. you could always do that, but 
my personal opinion, like, I feel like you just need to do it to, for yourself so you could call your own shots. You could, uh, whatever vision you have, you could, it's on you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I always have yeah. this, like, expectation that if you have a partnership, if you work with a group of people, everybody wears a hat. Yeah. Right? Everyone we does We all it. respect what each person does in terms of, like, this person is really good at business. This person is really good at design. This person is really good at advertising, et cetera. We don't necessarily dip our hands into each person's pot. We just respect them. And if they ask for our advice, we advise. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that's a great way to do a partnership. I mean, I mean, for me and Nate, we know like what our strengths are. We know like what our weaknesses are. So we kind of like, would you say like we kind of like rely on each other to do that specific thing? Yeah, like, exactly. I yeah. think it's like about taking ownership for like what you're good at. Yeah. Like, cause there are for things sure. that like, Facts. there are things that like, I'm not good at that you're good at. Like for instance, like putting together videos and shit like <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. Um, or like putting the podcast together, shit yeah. like that. You know what I'm saying? And I don't have the creative eye for like how photos should look and how a direction creatively should look. So it's yeah. like, I rely on you for that piece. But I know that there's a lot of listeners and a lot of young listeners too, who are in that stage of like, okay, I want to do something creative, but I don't know if I can do it by myself, you know yeah. what I mean? And we've had a lot of people reach out to us and be like, you know, oh, like this, I'll get interned for you. I can help yeah, you. Like, but like, like, what can you do? Not, like, not for us personally, but I think it, for them, it's, I want to start a brand, you know, but I don't know how to do graphic design. I have all the ideas, but I don't know how to put it on paper. Shit, me too. That yeah. requires a bit of networking. And that's what I want to get into with you because you, you're in, I want to say like, in this Oakland community, there are a lot of creative fucking people. Oh, for sure. For and sure. And you, like, just within the network of, of where I see people that come from all walks of life that host these parties with you guys that you're connected with, there's a lot of people who produce music. You know, they fucking have their own brands themselves. They do their own shit. You know, in that situation, having these creative people, you know, are there disadvantages and advantages to that? Does that make it hard for yourself when there's too many creative people around? Um, to say like now, like it's not that hard because we already have an established brand. But like, yeah. bro, in the beginning, like it was hard. Yeah. Like, bro, we would we first started. <laughs> our first party was in the back of a barber shop. No and way. It, it, it got it got cut. It got. We were playing music too loud because it was outside. <laughs> so it got shut down like eleven thirty. So like Holy I didn't even get the, like the first. Another party fan party I never even played because I was supposed to close. Wow. I was like, oh, I'm about to close. Like, I'm about to kill it. You know? But that shit closed. Like, the police came. Now you like, literally closed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you closed the shop. Closed shop. Yeah, but like, as for creatives, like, just keep doing what you love. And it should organically just like be like, it should just grow as long as you keep to it. But like, just keep doing what you love and es essentially someone's gonna fuck with it you know what i'm saying yeah I, be I believe in that wholeheartedly but there's a definitely like a, a uh i want to say a learning curve but there's a plateau you have to meet at some point for right? sure like we, we both went through the phase of just like fuck, fuck like this is still an idea that i, I don't need even know. fucking money to, to make oh this yeah, shit yeah, yeah. Happen. on top like, of that too talk about like the numerous jobs that you've had to go through in order to get to the point of like Fuck. Okay, my so creative endeavor jobs. can sustain yeah. my life. I had so much fucking jobs. Uh, like, fuck. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta <laughs> back. I just had so much bullshit jobs where I was just doing it so I could like, when I get off, I'm like, oh, I'm fucking on my on the shit I really like to do. Yeah. But I just needed like funds. But like, I don't know. I I, I guess sell clothes. I guess sell clothes or fucking. <sighs> Did you catch yourself like? doing your creative endeavor while on the job also. all the time Same. like i'll literally <laughs> have my all of us, like, yeah because I, I did customer service for like a biotech company um <laughs> and like literally like oxcore would be like hey like what's up with that flyer and literally i'll be on the phone like talking like doing an order <laughs> of like because we sell like pipettes so we're like doing like scientific <laughs> instruments so i'm like all right you want this, this, this and then like right after i got off the phone like i wouldn't hang up because they wouldn't hang up so i'd put it on hold and then get on my computer and like do five minutes of like this little part of the flyer and then like close my fucking thing before I like get caught and then like take another call and like just like, bro, that's how, pa that's how this, this dude's This dude's like super good at multitasking because even like when we're producing this studio, he's working on three things at once. Like For we'll be, sure. We'll be yeah. working on a track 
and then he's got like a video <laughs> promo that he's doing for freelance. Yeah. He's working on his promo for a party. And then he's like working on some Vermont shit. Yeah, and then he's working insane. on our shit yeah. at the same time. That's so, the thing. That's the thing. He's like, like he's like the master of multitasking. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That's insane. But I feel like if you really want to be successful, like you really have to be passionate about it. Oh, like, yeah. like if I wasn't really into this shit, like I wouldn't be like fucking doing it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like you, Agreed. you re- like if you really want to have a brand, you really think deep. You really have to be passionate about it, or else it's not gonna make sense. Cause I wouldn't be up. I'll be up till like four a.m., like five a.m., like at, at like uh, Steph uh, Oxcore's house, and like be working on like flyers and like all this other shit, like a lot of like marketing assets. But like I do it because I love it, you know. Did you have to go to? You didn't learn this formally in terms of like creating. No, it's kind of like self-taught. Self-taught. A lot of those trial, a lot extreme amounts of trial and error. So if you keep if all of those young kids trying to do their thing and they're like, fuck, why am I not like doing it? Like what's happening? Like why? It's a lot of trial and error. A lot of persistence. And a I lot love, of persistence. I love the phrase hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Yeah. Because it is that the persistence part is so key to making shit happen. For sure. Because anybody can, you know, if we all gave ourselves an hour uh, watching a tutorial on how to make a graphic. We could all make it. Yeah. Right? But like, who's going to make it the next day? Or yeah. who's going to do it the day after that? Like, yeah. are they going to keep going and making it? You know what I For mean? Sure. So it really takes that persistence part to really like take a person over the top. And I mean, in your case, just like, like on the record, yeah. a lot of the visuals, a lot of the ads and shit have been like, you could see the effort put into that oh, shit. Oh, for sure. For you sure. Can no, see it. But before, because the, the visual I do now is on After Effects, which um, was it, Adobe. But yeah. like before then, like when I was like early APF, like I was finessing uh, iMovie. No way. <laughs> so like, because iMovie, like you could literally, as long as you save a PNG the size of the width of the video, then it'll go straight straight on there. So pretty much if I want to do animations, I would like save a PNG and move it a little bit and a little bit and a little bit. That's and it would do it crazy. Cause I didn't know how to, I, like I was still learning, you yeah. know, cause I learning DJing and learning fucking like, like videos. Like I just was doing it cause I loved it. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know how to, my, my, my brain capacity didn't know how to fucking do after effects yet. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna fuck with iMovie. I'm gonna finesse and make fucking these fucking videos. Yeah. That's fucking Is insane. there ever a time where you have to like put like one creative thing on like the back burner? Cause like, you know, it's like create like, you know, people do creative shit like Ryan, you do like videos, podcasts, like whatever, yeah. managing events. And then you have your clothes, like your clothes, you DJ, make mix or shit like that. Yeah. Is there ever a time where you have to like sacrifice some time or effort on like one prioritize? Thing? Yeah, like prioritize some shit. Or there's, is it like just there's only 24 hours in a day. But if I need to get something done, I'm going to get it done. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I like the mindset. Yeah. yeah not, because like people would be like, oh, I'll just do it tomorrow. Like imagine trying to do your homework tomorrow and you're, it's like the next day and you're like, oh, I don't want to do this. Like if I need to do it, I will fucking finish it that night. So you know you've always saying? been that type of person of like, if this is something I'm really passionate about, the shit's going to be done. It's going to be with done. Flying colors. It's going to be fucking done. And I guarantee you, like I had to, so uh, we're supposed to do this, like um, uh, the dream. We had a, we had uh, the dream. Yeah. Uh, we're supposed to do a, the dream Valentine's. I thought that the, but um, something happened on the back end. It didn't go through, but they're like, my whole, uh, Oxford was like, yeah, you have to make this fucking flyer. Like by tonight. And I was like, <laughs> I, or, or he made the flyer, I had to animate it. Yeah. And like, all his layers is fucked up. Like, I just, I had to organize everything. I was like, bro, I'm gonna fuck it. Like, like, if I need to do it, I'm gonna get it done. Like, I just, I'm just like passionate about it. Yeah. And I, I never really, really realized it until I said it now. Like, like if something has to get done, I'm, I'm gonna do it. You know what I'm okay. Saying? On top of all this shit that you're already currently doing, you decided to take on an additional endeavor. Yeah. Being Cyber Rodeo. Cyber Rodeo. We got your boy yeah. Jordan here. Yeah, this is your chance to plug it real quick. Yeah. Talk about where the idea for Cyber Rodeo comes from. Because Boom. House in general has been somewhat missing from the San Francisco scene. And since your arrival, yeah. there's been a lot that have come up. Yeah. So let's talk about where that comes Cyber from. Cyber Rodeo. Let's, let's talk about it. So... So I was doing APF and I was like, fuck, I want to do another party like that's different than hip hop. And I was like, I, that, the whole reason why I got into DJing was for house music. I used to download like sound, hella SoundCloud fucking cuts, hella gems. Um, and 
I was like, fuck, let, let, let's do a house party. Cause like every bro, it, like everything, everybody does like regular hip hop party. Yeah. Like, it, it's, it's a dime a dozen, you know? It is. And that's why you have to make it like really good if you want to. It's kind of weird that this is where our, like where we intersected because we were both doing hip hop parties a both lot. And that's kind of how we met each other. Yeah. But then we realized like we both like the, what we got into this through was through house it music. It was through house music. <laughs> so yeah. we got like, we have a vast knowledge of like dance music, block house, house, yeah. whatever. You found a commonality. And yeah. It was like, let's maximize how, on like how, your passion. Where did, where did I meet you? I met you, I was DJing at the Phoenix. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah, and that then, was like about, yeah, not, even, like, not even, was that? Not even, uh, not about even a year ago. ago. About a year yeah. ago, about a year ago. About a week but, ago. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so but, real quick, real quick, Jordan, you, you've been DJing across the city. You've been doing your shit. Give a, a brief background of how you got into that and how you got into this particular part. So give us a brief So, brief so a little background, background on me. Um, uh, me and my uh, bandmate and business partner, we own a record label called Pop Gang. Pop Gang! Pop oh, shit. Gang Records. Okay. And um, so we've been, uh, we actually have a recording studio right around the corner from here. It's uh, over at Pop Southern Pop Gang Polk. Studios. So, um, which is also where Francis and I record for, uh, Runway. for, for our new project. Nice. Yeah. Um, we actually just uh, coined and invented our own new genre of house called Runway. Yeah. Um, wow. Which you all will be hearing soon because we just finished our first track and it's about to yeah. drop. Holy yeah. shit. So, so run, Very yeah. exciting. Uh, do you want to describe Runwave? Yes. Yeah, go for it. So Runwave is a new genre that me and Jordan coined. Um, it's pretty much like runway music. So it's like for for the for do, do, yeah. do. But also. But more central to the mood. But, yeah, yeah, more central that. to the mood. Um, like a lot of like like a, like cyber sounds, like glitches and like. It's extremely bass heavy too. Yeah. So the way it's produced, it's like basically like, you know, this shit sounds great in headphones and it sounds good in a car, but like when you hear it in the club, it's like a completely different You're experience. feeling, you're not like hearing we, it, you're we, feeling we, great. We played our track for the first time it in the club ever. Crazy. And I was blown away by how it, how hard it went off yeah. for people not even knowing what it was. Was, yeah. yeah. Which was the crazy and it was un, and on top of that it was like unmixed and mastered so it just sounded <laughs> yeah, like yeah. it sounded the, crazy. The mix is rough, like it's 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 overly bass heavy right now. But I might even just for how good that went off, we might even just give the mixing and mastering person a cue to, to keep it that bass heavy, just be, for like how yeah. crazy people responded to yeah. it. Yeah, it was crazy. I was like, what the fuck? Like no do one even get, knows this fucking song. Do you song. get into? like the production side and the the ear for music after DJing or is it something that you're like already currently well, so passionate I've about I've actually been playing it. and I mean the first bands that I was playing in was punk bands and then I, I got a sampler and like started making electronic music and then like I had a collective of friends that um, I started throwing shows with, uh, you know, in the city, and then I met Chris Sanders, my business partner. Sanderson Pack. Sanderson Pack. <laughs> and uh, we, have, we, have a pro we have a project called uh, called Manix. It, it's uh, recently getting gaining a little more popularity. Uh, Hell yeah. We just got signed to Steve Aoki's label, Dimmock. Nice. Oh, so, so we do So we do, like, a lot of dance music and stuff like that. Yeah. And then um, just through, like, you know, uh, Chris and I throwing lots of parties and Francis throwing lots of parties, we all kind of like intersected. And then, uh, you know, eventually we were kind of doing stuff together and uh, Francis came and played at one of our parties at Mez and then he started throwing that me on. That Super good party. And, uh, <laughs> and then we uh, came out and played one of his parties. We're actually we're actually all doing First Friday together. Yeah, next. Oh, yes, we are. Let's plug that real quick. So March first, March first. Another another party fan presents another First Friday party party in Oakland. Yeah, it's cool. It's crazy when people be like, "Hey, I started like doing parties because like I fuck with how y'all do the party." So like, that's how I approach you when I came to the first Cyber Rodeo party. I was completely blasted out of my mind, but I remember <laughs> grabbing you for a second, you yeah. and, and Stefan, yeah. and I was like, yo, like, you guys inspired me to throw the event that we're currently throwing, which is the payout. Yeah. And Damn. we're all currently blacked and out. And the payout fucking and <laughs> The payout And, payout, and the look payout on both your faces was just like, holy shit, you guys are the ones that throw that event? And it was just like a like full circle moment where it's yeah. like the people that inspired us are giving us the props for 
them being an inspiration. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's a it's a really good feeling. It's sick. But yeah. let's talk about that connection because you you're dealing with a lot of different partnerships. You're dealing with another party fame. You're dealing with Cyber Rodeo. Yeah. What does it take as a person to manage different brands successfully and to like pay the same percentage of attention to each one of them? Luckily, you're an ultimate multitasker for yeah. what I'm uh, from what I'm gaining. No, he's from good. This. He's yeah. good at it. So it, yeah, another party fam is every first first of the first of the month, first Friday of the month, and t- to be honest, like they're just so spread out that I could just like focus one thing at a time. You, really? Yeah. Well, well, it just seems like they're all so constant. Like, I mean, I'm you do a great job at like digital marketing in terms yeah. of like I see everything that everything that you're doing all the time. Uh huh. And maybe that's just the algorithm, like to your benefit. Shout out to algorithm. Yeah, I see, I see the comments. I see the comments. I watch one YouTube video and I'm a change. It's very smart. I see what you're doing. It works. It does work. I've seen work. you on the randomest post. It works like, so yeah. well. I see you on like, works, a, like a Karuchi post or something yeah. like that. Uh, silver disc, gold disc. It yeah. makes <laughs> a lot of sense, but it works. How do you delegate the attention to each and every brand, and also do like a, a beyond amazing job for each? each thing is it just like it comes from passion doesn't it it just comes from just me knowing i have to do something and i just do it like i don't everything it just comes full circle well i just have to like if i want it needs to get done so i'm gonna do it but like as for like scheduling wise they do overlap and i do have to pick some like one project before another but like i just get it done (laughs) <laughs> like, I mean, it's cut like and clear. I just get it done. You it's know, pretty straightforward. Yeah, I, yeah. I just if I have, to, I just have to do it. Like, I don't know. It just bothers me sometimes. Even like some like one time, like I couldn't like finish one thing, and I was like, right, I'm just gonna go to sleep on it. I'll finish tomorrow morning. And I'm like, couldn't go to sleep. So I'm yeah. like, all right, I'm gonna just do it. Like I'm gonna just fuck. It. I'm gonna just like figure it out and do it now. I think that I think that's important for any creative at least within the space that we're trying to do because essentially this is what you do for a living. Yeah. Right. This is your source of income. So not only is that something that you have to rely on, but also if you don't get it done, then where's where's the the come up? You know what I mean? So that piece alone for a lot of people who think that, hey, I'll just quit my job and and jump into my passion. Don't do it. Don't do it. Give 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 them some advice on how that works, because you obviously (laughs) had a couple jobs prior to. Yeah. Is it for a lot of people that are listening is that jump something that they should just do off the rip or should they be prepared in what they're doing? <laughs> nah, keep your job. I'm telling you right now. Keep your job. Keep your day job. Keep your day job and then like get it till it cracks or get it till it's popping. And then still don't even jump into it yet. Still like wait it out. Like, and then I don't know. Like, when is that moment? When was that moment for you when you realized I can make a living off this or I could survive off of this? Uh, shit. Um, when can I survive off this? I would say. <laughs> was it fairly recently? Was it? Um, not fairly. I, it's it's been a it's while. Been a while. It's been a while. But I'm just, just like seeing all the like the love and support. Like I'm like, damn. I think like people behind me, like that, like note you. Like they don't even know me. Like they they just like going to the parties, paying for the parties. Yep. Like I don't know. Just like just when you get the reciprocation from the people that you don't even know yeah like i think that's when i was like all right i think i could make a living off this when you realize you know? you're like a brand yeah and people fuck with the brand yeah and don't get it I mean? and don't get it twisted like it's, it's it's not very glamorous but if you can make it work and it's your passion then just go for it but i would say for all these like young kids like oh i'm gonna start a brand i'm like quit whatever the fuck i'm doing like do it on the side because you still have time and you're still getting paid or or what or do it on the side but don't fully don't just like jump into it like oh i'm i'm don't don't jump into it banking on it cuz man the the it's a like you can never know how you never you know can, you'll never yeah. know what happens yeah. makes sense yeah. makes sense and yeah so let's dive into Beaumont now yeah because yes, it's the reason why you're thank you here. for thank you for uh fucking pronouncing it correctly. Of course, Everyone, I, I had like to read Bodmont? the hyphen. I had to read the hyphenation. Yes, and make sure that it was pronounced correctly. We yes. do our research here. We do our yes. research. Here. Hell yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah. So, explain to us where Beaumont starts. Like the the idea in your head. So Beaumont started. Um, let's see, it was, it was like damn near a year ago. But like, 
I've been I've I've done all these other co brands and I'm just like fuck. Let me just do my own shit so I could just the the success or failure depends on me because like all the other shit I was like fuck. What if like I'm like depending on someone else and like making sure it goes through like it's just very stressful when it's just it's, it's very stress it's just very stressful pretty much. But um, Vermont started when I was like all right I'm gonna just do my own shit. I'm gonna make up a cool name. <laughs> you made that when you made that one I up. Made, okay, so so Beaumont, if you break it down, Bod, because I used to really like really wear like Jerbos. Yeah. So like because it was like a very like I don't know French term. Yeah, it like, is. It French. Is. Yeah. Yes. Okay, sick. You know more than me then. Yeah. <laughs> but Beaumont, like Bod, is like I don't know. It just sounds classy, you know. Yeah. And then um, I went on tour with Jazz. Jazz Cartier. Got it. Yeah. And um, he really put me on Belmonts because I was smoking like cigarettes heavily. And I was like, all right, Belmont. That's a great combination of things. And right it just there. sounds like luxury. You know? It does. Like if you think about it, like Louis Vuitton, like I don't know if that's a name, but like it just sounds luxury. Yeah, it does. And it's but, uh, all sort of like that French inspired, yeah. European inspired. The For logo, sure. yeah. the logo too, the serif font, because you don't see serifs <laughs> on anything. We, yeah. We're gonna get into fucking fonts for a second. And I fucking love, I love, I love. No, font it talk. looks, it looks good. Font yeah, talk. font talk. It is. It, wait, Beaumont is a serif font. Right? Uh, the original logo, yes, yes. No, okay. yes, yes, yes. Like yes. currently, right now, the one that's on the pants. The that's, one that's on the pants. Yeah, this one. Yeah, because I. It was like a fucking home. Where is it at? Oh, I think it's over here it on the left like, side. Uh, yes. But yeah, no, that should, it should look. <laughs> it was funny. literally like a fucking, uh, uh, what's that? Mar it's a marble phone. Don't tell him. Yeah. Don't tell him. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I that part I, out. I, after looking very closely at like the 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 logo, yeah. I almost thought it was like Patagonia for a second. Yeah, that inspired. And then uh -huh. when I was looking at the ads, I was like, this is CD Walkman. Yeah. This <laughs> yeah, man inspired. Yeah. So Hell like, yeah. it, it's cool to be able to be like, oh shit, that looks the, the nostalgic part is huge. Yeah, yeah I it's, mean from a total outsider perspective, like the first time I saw it, I was like, I was like, this is classic. Yeah. Is fuck. Yeah. Like this yeah. looks nice. Like yeah. this, like, and, and you, when you, when you, we speak on the luxury side of it, it definitely came through. Like For it sure. looks fucking good. It does. For sure. For sure. And talking about Beaumont, let's, uh, we, we've kind of covered like the, the, your sort of inspirations from day one of, of the, uh, the punk rock aesthetic. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Right. Does that in any way influence how this collection sort of plays out? I mean, oh, there's a very, sure. it's very punk rock inspired. Yeah, for sure. What, what sort of aspects in terms of like each piece do you sort of pull from that inspiration? Fuck, like the shirt, like it literally has a Sum 41 quote on it. <laughs> like, <laughs> is that really what it is? Yeah. That's no, sick. It. Yeah. It's that fucking from, from Fat Lip. Bro, I used to listen to Fat Lip on my CD player and like just like burn that CD. <laughs> like, don't count on me to let you know me. <laughs> That's yeah. sick. So, uh, yeah, the shirt's like, bro, it's... And I just want to do a weird placement because like, I don't know, like if you were to just do this like hella big, it's like, all right, that's just a fucking yeah. t-shirt. But like, I like to do like the weird placements. Shout out to fucking Ryan from uh, Pedals and Peacocks, formerly Breezy Excursion as well. Uh, but he's the one that like fucking f helps me out do the production and like get get everything done on time. And they helped you do like your recent like tour merch for- Yeah, uh, they helped us do the Yellow tour. Excellence merch, which was, it killed. Like, Is it still available? Uh, it, it's still available right now. Where on can the they get it? On yeah. the pedalsandpeacocks.com slash yellow excellence. Or go, just pedals and peacocks. Like yeah. But like, um, they killed. Like fucking people thought that it was Pilos merch, so they'd buy it. And then they look at the back and it was like, who the fuck is Oxcord and Kawasaki? But it, that, that tour was hella fun. We, yeah, we killed it. And then also, we had another merch called Peck Peck Water. I saw that. <laughs> and for the non-Filipinos, no. for Real the non-Filipinos, no. Peck Peck means vagina. <laughs> so that was crazy. And then like, like, like non-Filipino people would be like, what's Peck Peck mean? I'm like, uh, vegetable because <laughs> like, imagine you just saying oh it's fucking vagina like they would be like what the fuck was like, that like an like seeing how successful that like tour merch did was that like a uh, a catalyst to push you to like oh like fuck it people love our merch like why not that's yeah that that that, that really opened up like i seen that like you could sell whatever as long as it's fucking sick you know <laughs> like, that's a good point. true that's yeah. especially in today's like 
climate. Yes. You know what I'm saying? As far as like, but it work. takes a bit of it of effort. Yeah, it takes a, sure. a bit of effort and like behind the brand. Like imagine like other brands. Like it's not just the brand; it's the owner or whoever's doing it. Like yeah. they're sick people or like they're doing something tight. Yes. You know, so you're just gonna follow that. We so. talk about this a lot in that a lot of brands nowadays. You look at luxury brands like Gucci, Louis Vuitton, Mason Margiela. They want to start podcasts. Because do it's, they? It's I very, didn't see that. They have they currently have podcasts, but it's hard for them to. They have no like no face or con. Like it's just yeah, like, right. It's like a Gucci, podcast like, where they have either I think it's just uh, creative directors. They speak uh, about what's currently going on within the company, but uh, it's hard to tell the story of the podcast or not that story of the podcast. The story of the brand in a very concise way. Yeah, you can't do it through Instagram posts. You can't do it through YouTube like videos. Yeah, right? Like, people want to know about what the brand is currently doing. They want to know that their the love for the brand exists in the people that own and run the brand. Yeah, They want to exactly. attach them. So they have to put the creative directors, the designers, etc. So it's good that you said, like, the people that run the brand have to... They have to be the face of it. Yeah, they have to be the I mean? face of it. To be it. successful. Yeah, they have to be the face of it. Like, they... Luckily, like APF and Cyberody are like popping off, so like yes. <laughs> they could be yes. like, "Oh, that's a dude that those like sick parties." Exactly. You know? um, but other than that, um, I feel like it should be like if you're doing a brand for all the young kids out there, like make it something genuine to you. Yeah, that's what that that's one of the main things that I learned from this season because I, I had a first season and it was just like a whatever, like I just doing like. It was it was nothing like tight. Like now looking looking back at it, like I was like, "Fuck, I should have just really thought about it and really had something to do with my own personal." Like true life. to self. True to self, yeah. exactly. And I think that's something that we talk about like in almost every yes. episode that we have. Like we authenticity is like so key, especially today because there's like so much, so many things out there that like if you know, people don't gravitate towards whatever you're doing because they don't think it's genuine or authentic, then they have a million other things that they can go towards. A million and we can one. weed through yeah. the fakes instantly. Easily. Yeah. yeah, so easily. So For sure. We know when somebody is really closely assimilated with the brand that they're trying to sell to people because everyone's trying to sell something nowadays, uh-huh. right? There's Instagram influencers. There's everybody trying to do something, right? Instagram everyone's ads. trying to come up. Yeah. But what's genuine and what is is true to my heart and true to the person that's creating it, and how do I attach myself to that? And exactly. so with Beaumont, when you explain your entire lineage, it of makes like sense. Punk rock, it like makes sense. Skate culture, it makes sense. Yeah, and I can see it in the designs and just the the construction of all the pieces. It's there's a lot of this shit really matters to me. It does. It matters so much to me. It's crazy. I never thought I'd have like a, this would be the closest thing I have to a baby. I'm just like, I, I love this shit. You but how difficult is it? How difficult is it as a brand owner, especially with this thing where it's like your sole proprietor, uh-huh. you're doing all the marketing and advertising. You're basically coming out of pocket for it. For sure. There's no real investor. I'm the investor. Explain how difficult it is to, you know, bring a collection to fruition and from like start to finish from start to finish yeah. Yeah. what sort oh, of like loops and bounds do you have bro to the pants through? you know how long the fucking pants I, I i've tried to make these pants for how long like damn near like nine months <laughs> Holy and shit. that's like me like pay okay so i had to like, i was like all right i have these pants i'm like all right these would be sick with a strap on it and like fucking uh like a fucking zipper on it at the at the bottom of the heel and i was like all right let's let's fucking do it so i have to bring it to my friend which i have to pay which i don't mind but i'm just like all right i have to pay to even see my design yeah. come to fruition and then after that i'm like fuck all right now i have to raise the money to fucking like get this design and like get get all the pants together get all get all get, get all the materials together get it fucking sewn together you know and then after the pants, because it initially started with the pants, I was like, all right, I'm going to make these pants. And I was like, hold on, wait. This shouldn't just be the pants. It should be like a shirt. You want and I was like, all right, thing, yeah. let's do a shirt. And let's, let's do a punk shirt. It, it goes with the bondage pants. It goes with what I really enjoy and what's generally tight to me. And then after that, I'm like, all right, <laughs> I need to have one more thing. And I was yeah. like, all right, let's do, a clear, let's do a tote. And I was like, all right, let's fucking make it clear. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah. Um, 
it it takes a lot of time, a lot of fucking emailing, a lot of fucking texting, a lot of like I had like three or four different versions of this bag. If if that breaks down to you guys, yeah, like, that makes sense. Like I like I he gave it to me and I'm like, all right, let me try this out and I'm like, okay, let's let's have this fucking tag instead of inside outside and then let's make this strap longer and let's let's make this strap clear instead of black. Like there's just so much different think of functionality. And functionality. Just like, what would I like to? If I were to buy something, like what would I want it to be? Which is most important. We always yes. talk about like we have the mindset of a consumer, which is why this podcast works so well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because we've never started our own particular clothing brand, but being a consumer, I'd say you have a little, a little bit of, of what thing of what you like. Exactly. What, 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 what do you fancy? And obviously brands listen to what the consumer wants because, for sure. for, because that, that, that's a percentage of is why you would sell it. So, uh, if you, if, if you've ever heard of, uh, Chinatown Market, right? Oh, sick. Yeah. Mike Sherman is the, the founder of Chinatown yeah. Market. He basically says that you're in this business for one or two reasons. It's for purely creative endeavor and you just want to find an outlet to throw all your fucking ideas onto a shirt, paper, whatever, or you're in this for the money. Yeah. Which are you in this for? I would say I would be in this honestly to... Honestly? Like seriously, honestly? Yeah, like honestly. to literally... All the shit that I like and I want to see on people's bodies, like I just do it for like, for the for a creative outlet. To That's be awesome. honest, yeah. And it's not to because say that because these price points, yeah, there's, yeah. yeah. there's these, no right or wrong. Oh answer. yeah, there's no right or wrong. Yeah. Answer, but these price points, like they're cheap because I want people to be able to afford sick shit. And like, yeah, I want. I pretty much want them to be able to afford sick shit at a at a reasonable price. I'm exactly. not gonna sell these pants for three hundred dollars when they you know could. When they could, yeah. But still, it's like, I just, I want people to wear the shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I, I make it because I love it, and I want people to enjoy that feeling as well. And because we've all been in that position, too, yeah. of like, that's way out of our price range. But I want to look fly. I want to look fly, and I don't want to buy something at fucking Forever 21 or H&M or fucking... Or you can look fly and do that, but like... Supporting local businesses is always sick. That's key. That's <laughs> yeah. key. There's a lot of great brands based out of San Francisco, Oakland, Bay Area. You guys should look into it if you're listening, along with Beaumont. So what's next then? What's next? Damn. Obviously, you're Hall talking for clothing? about clothing. Oh, clothing. Runwave merch. Yeah, runwave merch, dude. Look wow. At this. Look, look, look at the Margiela rip. I love it. I saw <laughs> that in a photo. Rip, I saw that oh, in a photo. Yeah, so this guy... Uh, secret guy. He, he he could literally print on anything. We got this guy. In we the got mission. this guy. That's insane. We got this guy. Uh, got this guy with me. Got the guy uh, with me. We also got the the runway of Carl. We got the long. I love that. Oh shit! Yeah. Sick. Not for the weak hearted. I love that. Um, and while we're here, we might as well just discuss. Uh, so we're locked in. Oh, we're locked in. Friday. So uh, runway presents Cyber Rodeo, uh, January, February, March, March, yeah. March. This Friday, coming month. Friday, March 22nd. Friday, March 22nd. Get your fucking cowboy hats on. Get your ass on. So that's that's going to be the fourth Friday. And um, yes. as, all, as we promised, we will also have free gifts, which will be announced soon. Because I just got that box of those things that I oh, told shit, you about. Oh, shit, yeah. So, Big uh, surprise. Yeah, G14 classified. G14 classified. We got something on the way. Um, every month that we do this party, we are going to be offering a free gift. Last month, we did free temporary tats. Tattoos. Yes, that was awesome. It was sick. I saw a lot of face I see, tats. Yeah, I seen a lot of face tats, a lot of boob tats. Our homegirl actually put the tattoo on her butt, which was sick. That's wild. You got to pull your pants down for that one. Yeah. That's kind of wild. <laughs> That's a little extra. It was crazy, man. Shout out to everybody who went to Cyber Rodeo fucking in February, February 15th. That was amazing. Yeah, no, that one was insane. I was, I was, I was meeting people that like I didn't even really know had a following with either of us. And also dressed up, which was yes, crazy. Yeah. That was huge. On top of like, you know, meeting these people who you may not even know, but just fuck with the brand. They fuck with the movement. How does that feel for you guys? I mean, like it's something that you created yeah. in your head. Yeah. That you guys are passionate about, but how does it feel to see like the recognition from people that you don't even know? It's kind of weird, but yeah. cool. Hon <laughs> it's Honestly, it was kind of crazy because I was like, I was like, man, like outside of like just our social media reach, like I wonder how people are finding out about this because yeah. like, I don't know. <laughs> I, think, I think the one thing what that was kind of interesting this time because everyone that I met that night, 
you know, that was like, hey, like, you know, great party, whatever. I was like, how did you find out about this? There was a fair amount of people that had talked about the party word of mouth, which is stronger than anything. Anything. Word of mouth is, is, you know, more valuable than Than fucking a thousand dollars on ads. ads. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) for sure. Which is crazy because Um, like, like having girls like be excited about Go, dressing up Which was, yes. You know one thing That was kind of cool I mean there was even There was that one girl uh, Who just moved here From New York And she was like Oh I saw you guys uh, We're doing this party And um, she was like You know I just Found you guys Through social media Wow and That's it insane And like You guys were representing The kind of shit That I wanted to fuck Shout, shout out to her Because she went To our first party She went to our second party Yeah Dressed up like it's 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 crazy, and that's awesome. And the retention is there, which it's is important. Crazy. So that, before we end today, yeah, we want to give you your opportunity to plug whatever it is that you. Need oh to plug. yeah, it's Saturday. Motherfucking Saturday drops today, six p.m. Be there, or be fucking square. Give them, the, give dude. them the, the details on 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 where and when to be on this fine Saturday morning. On this fine Saturday morning, you wake up and you look out the window. You're like, God damn, what should I fucking do right now? <laughs> uh, you, uh, uh, you know, you, you know what you need to fucking do. You need to go to the fucking <laughs> Vermont. <laughs> you need to go to the Vermont fucking pop up shot slash art installation slash live music wow. place. Um, it's free. It's all ages. It's at the Smoking Nun, 1114 Folsom, right across the street from 1015 Folsom. From all you Bay Area. For all you Bay Area, your, your play area heads out here. But um, it's going to be cool. There's like free food, free pizza, free beers. Um, we're going to have an art installation. I'm going to sell my fucking clothes that I've been fucking working on for like the past couple months. I really put all my time and effort in, and I really hope you guys come through and enjoy the fucking vibes, man. You see the vibes, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> so support yeah. local, support local businesses. Yes, Yo, yes. Pull, up, pull, up, pull up early before that shit sells out because a lot of these openings like shit goes fast, like super yeah. fast. I can see Fuck that. Fuck yeah, for dude. Sure, for sure. Um, it's gonna be sick. Um, I'm, I'm gonna have my homies play music, Oxcord, Young Adrian, um, to say the to say the least. But um, it's gonna be a good time. Um, we're gonna have fun. We're gonna drink. We're gonna have a lot of fun. Yeah, we're gonna I'm have gonna a lot be of there. Fun. Hell yeah! Nate you off that day? Nah, no, I'm working that day. I'm gonna be there. <laughs> we gonna have some fun. But let's leave some final words for the people that are listening. We have a lot of young listeners. We have a lot of aspiring so listeners. We have a lot of people listeners. that look up to you. Sick. That's and so. Fun. That's crazy. That's fucking crazy. What that's do you insane. say to them? What's your send off? Like? What is your send off? Let them know, man. Let them know. Hey, if you really love and you enjoy something, keep doing it. Even if you don't see the fucking monetary value of it, just keep fucking doing it. And I could guarantee you that if you just keep on doing it because you love to do it, someone's going to fuck with you. And then after that, it's going to be a snowball effect and everyone's going to fuck with you. So uh, just keep doing what you fucking love. And um, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> amazing words amazing words and on that note guys please 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 give Kawasaki a follow give him the at thank you both of you guys give him the ats what's the ats at Kawasaki K-A-W-A-S-A-C-E and I'm uh, at baby J dot wave A-V Follow Cyber Rodeo. Follow Cyber fucking another Cyber party Rodeo. fam. I'm Follow putting on for you guys. Pull up to Cyber Rodeo. Pull up, yeah, pull up to Cyber, Cyber Rodeo. Cyber Rodeo yeah. and your assless chaps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got we got we got some goodies on the way for that. Yeah, man. we got some fucking yes, goodies. Yes, yes, yes. It's gonna be fun. Announcing yes. soon. Yes. I appreciate you guys coming through. Thank coming you, man. And this is fun. I had, like, game. bro, I had hella fun. This is just like a conversation. We yeah. appreciate yeah. that. A recorded conversation. The No Chance Radio Studio. Shout out, shout out, No Chance. No Chance. We're gonna ask you some questions real quick, real quick. We're gonna make this real quick. We'll make this short because I know we might be over on time. Yeah. But why don't you tell us about the genesis of No Chance? Yeah, actually, yeah, because I'm literally. Remember, I remember I was texting. I was like, I'm confused on what is No Chance. Yeah. What is You'll, fucking the payout? Yeah, I need yeah, I need, I, we need answers. Alright, let me get the first yeah, You probably ahead, guys already ahead. heard this already, but me and Jordan need to you need to hear this. Alright, got questions. Alright, so no chance started as an idea of providing a platform for not only ourselves but other creatives to also do amazing shit. 
So the best way to do that that we saw that wasn't being fully maximized was a podcast. Yeah. And we already have conversations with ourselves and and where we worked before, there was a lot of people that would always indulge in our conversations about streetwear and clothing and Dude, everybody, this, everybody wears clothes. Yeah, this Sick. literally started in a fucking office. Yes. Yeah. Also, you guys work together. Yes. Yeah, so we were coworkers. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And then this literally started in an office. Why is the big boss? He's like, I gotta wait for brother. I gotta wait for brother to get off. Yes. Because I'm a boss. <laughs> we had we had conversations. People indulged in them, and they saw the insight of knowing that clothing culture, streetwear brings everyone together. For sure. We all wear clothes. We all yeah, we all want to look fucking sick. We, we all want to have girls. And beyond that, we all attach something to the pieces that we wear in some way, shape, or form. And it says a lot about who we are. Because you wouldn't buy it. Exactly. Whether it's we want to buy it, we have the money, or hey, this hoodie or this jacket makes me feel this way. That's why I got it. Yeah. And we wanted to be in touch with people and kids all over the country, all over the world. And have them understand that, hey, like, no matter what you wear, what you do, you can still, like, you can still be influential in some sort of way. Yeah. yeah. And it all comes down to our in interest in yeah. street And it was like a, culture. it was like a really, like, collaborative effort. Oh, right on for the tattoo <laughs> show. And then on my head. Uh, <laughs> but. Yeah, put on your balls. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's always like. Like we talked about before with like having a partnership or working with like somebody else, it's always about like building on each other's ideas. Yes. Like, yeah. We would put each other onto like different shit. Like, For sure. You tell me about shit that I didn't know about and you'd tell me about Likewise. Shit. Yeah, yes. you know yeah. what I'm saying? Just yes. the same yes. way that maybe you guys like collaborate with music and shit like that. So yes. that's kind of how it came together. And no chance is very straightforward. It's, you know, there's a lot of people that want the opportunity but never get the chance and we try to do our best to give them that chance so whether nice. it's our the payout or on air or just the podcast you, we do our you best you definitely need to plug the next payout too i mean the payout <laughs> comes in a month from now we'll have more confirmed dates but <laughs> yo you guys i, I don't know every time i fucking every time you have one i'm in la i'm literally in la yeah i know i know and you got one this weekend but it's okay but on that note, guys, I I appreciate Yo, the two thanks of you yeah, stopping thanks for coming yeah, through. Dude, this you guys sick. are this was sick. we've had guests before, but our first official in person guest, which is a completely really? different dynamic. Yeah, oh, dude. Wait, 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 wait. How, 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 they interview? They just talked about themselves, and then you no, just, we've had we've done people that have been in other states. Oh and, fuck. All over the phone, like in any way possible. Yeah, but you guys are our first in-person interview, Fuck so we yeah, appreciate you guys tight. stopping by Woo! Bay Area. Play stand yeah. up. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude! Yeah. That's fucking sick. I'm fucking. Fuck yeah. Thank you guys yeah, for coming. I appreciate you guys, man. Thank you. That is episode seventy four. Four? No, wait. Seventy six. Seventy six. Right? No chance radio fuck show. Yeah. We'll see you next week. <laughs>